0: This year for um, the, the Feast of the Holy Family, the first two readings focus on Abraham. And Abraham is, a, is an incredibly crucial figure in the history of our faith. Remember that um, this, this covenant that God makes with Abraham, he, he comes to a- Abraham, actually he changes his name from Abram to Abraham, and he comes to the town of Ur. They didn't have a lot of syllables back then, so... comes to the town of Ur and he says look I'm calling you out of Ur to come to a larger place you know a a promised land and I'm going to make a covenant with you says the Lord you will be my people you and your descendants will be my people and I will be your God and I will be faithful to you for generations and generations right and of your descendants, there will be, there will be so many, you know, as many as the stars of the sky or the, the sand on the seashore. So Abram Abraham follows him, um, follows where the Lord leads and settles in this new land, and then waits. He and Sarah wait. The Lord says, No, I'm going to make of your descendants you know, this great nation, all of, these, all of these descendants, and they wait, and they wait and they wait, and Sarah doesn't get pregnant. And I, I suspect it wasn't for lack of trying, right? Your descendants are gonna be this multitude. There's probably a sense, and especially back then, right? You need to have children to sort of keep things moving. This is an agrarian society, etc. cetera. Um, not to mention, you know, the, that Abraham is, is desiring a, a male heir, you know, for his house. So, so now we, we encounter them in Genesis and they're very, very old, you know, and, and the presumption is that they, for whatever reason, they can't bear children because they hadn't after years and decades of trying. And Abraham is finally sort of ready to give up and figures, well, there must be some sort of other plan, you know, it must be. So maybe I need to. To have children through my servant or something. Because God said I was going to have a lot of children, but it's not happening through Sarah. And Abraham is, is, you know, understandably somewhat frustrated. But he's had faith all of these years. And then as we hear in today's gospel, the Lord says, no, no, it's not going to happen that way. Sarah is going to bear you a son. You can imagine Abraham saying, yeah, I've heard this before for like, you know, 50 years. When's it going to happen? Well, it finally happens. Then you can imagine the shock that Abraham would have when his newborn son, Isaac, the Lord asks for him to take Isaac up the mountain and sacrifice him. He asks him to kill his own son. So imagine the perplexity that Abraham has, probably even a little bit of anger. Wait a second, you said I'm going to have this great nation following after me. We finally have a son, and now you're telling me to kill him. This doesn't make any sense. Your plan doesn't make any sense, but he does it or he you know he attempts to do it. he takes Abraham or he takes Isaac up the mountain and um, you know it's interesting to note how this all kind of bears out, right? I mean because isaac has to carry his own wood right because he's going to make a sacrifice he's going to the way it works back then is you you kill the beast and then you burn it essentially well isaac of course isn't just a beast but that's normally what they would sacrifice they weren't into sacrificing human beings and um at least not that culture so isaac is carrying the wood up the mountain does that sound familiar he's carrying the wood up the mountain, which will be a part of his sacrifice. Um, and then, of course, I, uh, Abraham is ready to sacrifice Isaac. The angel of the Lord comes to him and says, No, this was a test of your faith. And then, instead of sacrificing Isaac, they find a lamb to sacrifice. The lamb is, does that sound familiar? Right? You get it? Now, why is the Lord, you know, giving these images to the people? Because they will be told for generations and generations and generations about Abraham having an only son who he's willing to sacrifice for God. But the Lord, you know, stayed his hand and that a lamb would take the place of his son. You know, and of course, in the, f- in the fullness of time, the Lord sends his own son and does The very thing, but follows through, he does the very thing he asked Abraham to do. And he brings forth his son into the world, who he will sacrifice. He will die upon the cross. The Lord Jesus will carry the wood, which will be the instrument of his his own death. And the Lord Jesus himself will be called the Lamb of God. The one who is given up so that all of us might live. So what we find then on the Feast of this Holy Family is, well, all right, well that's kind of a strange story for the Holy Family, isn't it? And then if you turn to the Holy Family, you have a rather unorthodox family. You have an unwed teenage mother. She's not married yet. She's betrothed, which is committed. You know, it's committed to be married, but she wasn't really married yet. And so she is found to be pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. And then Joseph is asked to, you know, to, to stick it out, you know, by God, the angel comes to him in a dream and says, no, no, this is God's son and you need to take care of him. I mean, imagine the task Joseph had. His, his son was God or his foster son was God and his wife was perfect. Just like all of your wives are perfect. <laughs> Just throwing that out there, you know. As I said, I'm, I'm only going to make fun of the men. Um, you know, but jo- so here's Joseph. Imagine the difficulty. So his wife is, in fact, as perfect as you can be as, as a human being. And then, of course, his son is as perfect as you can be right? Completely perfect, given that he is divine. And so he is asked to lead this family. Well, how is this God's plan? This is not, this is not how, how Joseph thought his life would end up. It's not how he thought it would be. But this is what God asked of him. Just as with, with Abraham, he didn't think this was how his life was going to play out. This is not how he thought his life would be. But He stayed faithful and did what God asked of him. So the message for today is clear for our own families, that God's plan is not clear all the time. It's somewhat opaque or or hard to nail down. You know, what, what do you really want of me? But what he desires of us is not that we understand his plan. We want to very, very badly. Lord, explain it to me. He's not going to. It's almost kind of a, I don't know if if he's laughing at us when when we ask. I'm not going to tell you. You know, he's one of those guys, it seems. No, I'm not going to tell you the plan. Because what he wants is faithfulness. He wants that first. That's why we always figure out the plan after it's over. Because the, the first thing he wants to teach us is fidelity. To have faith. To follow. That's why we get all these shepherd and sheep metaphors. You know, we're supposed to follow. We're supposed to have faith. Just like Abraham, just like Joseph, just like Mary. Once we find out what the Lord desires for us to do, we just do it. We have faith, we trust that in the end, it will make a whole lot of sense or it won't matter. It won't matter if it makes sense or not. Because what we find at the end of fulfilling God's plan is so much greater than mere answers to the questions. So much greater than, than what we think God has to give us. What God actually has to give us is more than we could ever ask for or imagine. Please stand.